Hey there, I'm Paul Lighting. You're listening to L.O. Governor, the podcast. Welcome to the very first episode of 2015 for LL Governor's Podcast. I'm Abdullah, and with me as always is Tom. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing right. Oh boy, and we we have a lot to talk about today, because just before we were recording, Tom was telling me the story of how, I didn't even know this, but the, the Fantastic Four director apparently showed up drunk and high off his ass and destroyed the yeah, he apparently did a lot of property damage, and the reason why the film got delayed a lot, and the thing is that the film's finished, like, they finished filming, but now they're at this stage when they don't know what to do with the film, because this this explains why Marvel has completely pulled everything Fantastic Four related from their, from their um, comics, and also as well, if I was Marvel, I don't want to be represented by this film. By, by a product, you know? It, it's the Roger Corman thing all over again, because, yeah. like, they're stuck with it. They're like, oh, well, we made a film to keep the rights, but it's too shitty for us to release. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, just say North Korea hacked your website, and that's all you hear. <laughs> that's well, that's is... not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my... No, I just, it's so hilarious, like, him showing up drunk and high off his ass, destroying everything, and what? A, a, God damn, Fox, get your shit together. This is just terrible. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, it was one of these things. Is like it kind of explains now why Marvel were burying the Fantastic Fours in the comics and in every single other medium that they own the Fantastic Four in, except for the movie rights. Because if I was Marvel, I don't want to be. Rep- I do not want to be represented or be a part of this film, you know? Because here's the thing with Marvel that people don't understand. Like, even though they say, oh, you know, there's this war between them for the movie rights, there is, but they still profit off of, uh, off of, um, off of the comic stuff. So, like, when the X-Men yeah. movie came out, they released a shit ton of X-Men comics to cash in on it. Yeah. Well, the pieces like they tried to um, that would mean that they had the big storyline that was going on at the time when Days of Future Past were coming out was um, was the death of Wolverine at the time, wasn't it? And they were trying to cash in on that because that was their big main ongoing storyline at the time, wasn't it? Yeah, and now it's Wolverine. It's it's basically if you if you've read Death of Superman in in, in the nineties, then you know that this is basically the reign of the Superman all over again. Yeah, there's multiple Wolverines, and apparently a lot of people fighting over Wolverines, Adamantine and Skeleton. <laughs> That's seriously what's going on at the moment. I got a picture. He's got a picture of Sabretooth wanting it because he wants to get married to it. <laughs> oh, um, Silver's a good guy now. Oh, well. Uh, okay, you want me to get into how stupid Axis was? Because I, I fucking. That that's another stupid thing I want to I, talk I, about. I'm giving credit. I like what they did with Carnage. Have you read Superior Iron Man? Because that's a really good one. That's a yeah. good story. Yeah, it, it it did feel like that. What happened in this continuity for this line at the moment did feel like you know, it did it like like it did feel like yeah stuff has changed and it looked like it has affected the whole universe now. Surprisingly, Marvel actually wrote a story that actually did affect the universe. So everything, don't go back to status quo just yet. But 
I liked how Carney sacrificed himself and like his final request to Spider-Man was um, he's like I want a big golden statue with me waving two machine guns I want, I want Freebird playing 24-7 statue made of pure gold as well <laughs> it made me laugh and he just blows yeah. because basically he, he basically expands himself out all around like this explosion to cover it just, just let everyone get away in time and blows up with it <laughs> So, no, I, I did. I did really like Superior Iron Man. I read the first two issues, and I thought that was a really interesting take on the Iron Man character. I think that's still going to be there. Um, that, that's still going. So that's one thing from Axis that's going to stick. Uh, good, because I, I really like the writing in that. Because Tony's just a complete another dick in that, and I love every second of it. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, so, yeah. he's not. He's not evil but he is kind of like being a dick about stuff <laughs> and daredevil's like oh you know you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do this and he's like oh shit i fucking went to him at a party that's what he wanted and he's gonna throw me out and he threw him out with next to next to all his friends so he can look good shit <laughs> yeah. so iron man's just being an eccentric version of iron man yeah, <laughs> wasn't like much of a dick anyway. To be honest and be fair, it's, it's, it's like he like he read a whole entire rebellion against the whole. Well, it wasn't a rebellion, but he read a whole entire government crusade to cramp down on super superpower people, mutants, and heroes and villains alike, and locked them up in a um, a in concentration camp to decide their fight later on or put mind control chips into the heroes where have i heard this shit before <laughs> cobra <laughs> yeah. but it was one of the, and then he really fucked up when 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 he launched him reed richards and charles xavier and black bolt oh no you you know the whole yeah he'd been a good friend to us but we're getting shit tired of shit so let's launch him into space <laughs> and he comes back really pissed off and he blames off we killed his son but you know we tried to explain it to him but he's too angry <laughs> I like Werewolf I, I like Werewolf Hulk that was actually alright but at the same time it's like really really stupid I'm just like wow the Hulk is really have, ha, having a big hissy fit about this I know your unborn son died and your wife but still maybe you might take into consideration that the spaceship that did brought you to that planet might have been tampered on the planet itself, rather than going back and blaming them for killing your unborn son, maybe? And then having a colossal... Oh, so, like, you can blame them, but they're not the ones that turned you into a gladiator and made you fight for sport, and for fun, you know? <laughs> Just then saying. It up, then it was up to, was it, um, then it was up to a giant nuclear laser missile to revert Reed Richard and put him in an isolation chamber now... He's back, and now he's super smart. <laughs> Comics. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was, a, and then and then and then we find out that there's a, like another young green Hulk running around, and you find out that it is the son of Betty, of Red Hulk. Also, oh, big shocker, Scar's his son. Yeah. If you haven't figured that one out. <laughs> and he was going around digging up bod bodies of anyone who had like the gamma. Um, radiation leak, you know. So he, he he digged up the guy with the green hair with the lightning bolt on his chest. Digged up his grave. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> that was actually a comic that actually did happen. But yeah, again, it, it can't be as weird as bad as the nineties when we had the Black Punishment, multiple Spider Mans running around, and a blue and red um, Superman. Oh no, Superman's mullet. That's the worst redesign that they came up with during that period. <laughs> oh, you think um Four had uh, had a good good redesign? Four had a horrible redesign in in the nineties. Oh, when he drops the hammer and he starts wearing a fucking leather jacket and growing a beard and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that happened as well. Rob Liefeld's Captain America. Jesus Christ. <laughs> The only character staying in contact, I, mean, I know we rambled on about this before, the only character that sort of stayed in contact during the 90s was the X-Men. And the X-Men, surprisingly, in the 90s was the best year for the X-Men. And that's the year that Jim Lee got popular during his run. Yeah. X-Men. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, um, I forgot what we were talking about now. 
Oh, Fantastic Four jackass making oh, a fool out of yeah. himself. <laughs> so yeah, Fantastic Four. Um, yeah, it's weird what's going on with Fantastic Four at the moment. Um, they don't know if the film's going to be released. Or, they're still bragging on that there's a sequel coming to the film. And I was thinking, well, stop talking about your sequel and start talking about the film that you already made and want to get out into the theatres. You see, this is the problem when you sign a multi-picture deal and not and not check on the quality of your movie. <laughs> I I think it's going to be like one of these um, instances that I think is going to get released, but it's going to get a limited release in theaters. It's going to be like the interview where they just release it like in a limited run and then like straight to video on the same day as well to try and well, get its money back. Yeah. Kind of sucks, but you know, I really... Uh... We'll, we'll wait and see. I, I, I wanted to give him a chance. I mean, I'm not slagging the film. I'm slagging the idiot who's making an ass of himself, to be quite honest. I'm not really... Well, we got we well, well, we got Duckface Reed Richards. We got a Black Johnny Storm. And we got a... a, who's a uh, who his sister is white, who is adopted. And... Yeah. I really have nothing else to say about that. It's, just kind of, it's a weird concept, but, you know, I, it just, oh. like I said, I kind of just want to wait for a trailer or something what, what, before what I mean, judge it. What, you mean Dr. Doom as um, just Doom, who is an internet blogger, hacker, who essentially they portray Anonymous as Doom, instead of Victor Von Doom, he's Richard Von Doom, it's, it's like something Doom or something like that. He's not oh Victor Von God. Doom. He's literally <laughs> just called Doom. And that's his internet username. Richard, Richard, you've told me for the last time. You, you haven't heard about this. Oh my god, this sounds like the craziest fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. They interviewed the guy, um, the guy playing Doctor Doom is the guy that played Kobo in um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. And they interviewed him when they were talking about um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and they asked him about the Fantastic Four film, and he pretty much summed up his character, what who Doctor to do is then that's pretty much word to word he's a guy he's antisocial he's bitter against the world he's an internet hacker he's a blogger and he doesn't like uh, reed richards um well the company reed richards working for because of the comp because it's like an evil corporation he wants to bring down bad corporations stuff like that and he goes by the name doom god and also his costume <laughs> looked like he made out of bin bags I'm sorry, but I'm just saying, that's one of the most... Doctor Doom, I know he looks very medieval and stuff like that. He's one of the most... He's probably one of the most feared villains in the Marvel Universe, and they made him a complete utter joke in one film. (laughs) Even Rise of the Silver Surfer got Doctor Doom semi-right in the look department. Apart from that, anything else was shit. (laughs) Oh, you didn't like Johnny absorbing all their powers and becoming Super Scroll? <laughs> that, that was obvious that he became the Super Scroll, but oh my god, it was so stupid. Uh, it was, like I said, um, it's weird <laughs> what's going on at the moment with with the Fantastic Four film and the Fantastic Four in general. Like, uh, they, they they have a stinker on their hands, and it's just like, look, just 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 release it. Yeah. It's terrible and just just fucking whatever. Get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> you got X-Men. That's that's kind of what makes me laugh. It's like they already have like all these X-Men spin-offs and shit. And we've already seen like the teaser, like a teaser image of Apocalypse. And I'm thinking to myself, well, why why do you got to worry cuz you know Days of Future Past did so good and you can keep that fran- that that franchise you, yeah. you just lose one, you know? <laughs> you just lose one. I mean, would you rather have been spending money on a film that you know you beg and get your money back for the franchise and then sell the franchise back and gain a profit from selling it back to Marvel? Or would you rather... this, Or you rather keep the X-Men franchise which you know you are making a, very, a lot of good money out of? This, this is the sad thing when it comes to um, companies that now own the movie rights for Marvel. It's that... Originally, 
if Marvel were not making films, they would. I think they would have been happy to sell the rights back, or what, don't bother to make a film, or whatever, whatever they want to do. But now they see how much money Marvel's making from their properties. They're going to hold on to those rights as much as possible, because they're going to be like, well, we don't want to sell them back. back. Why not? Well, if we give back to Marvel, Marvel's going to be making more money. I mean, it makes sense in the in the X Men stance because they already made it a franchise. Yeah, well, they've been I mean, doing this shit way before Marvel has. But oh, like I said, it's just like just give them the Fantastic Four rights. You already have X Men. X Men makes a lot of money. You know, like I don't fucking Fox. Yeah. Oh well, that's that's a Fantastic Four show. I really have nothing else to say about it. <laughs> it's just. It's going to be like one of those movies that everyone knows is terrible, but you're going to go see it anyway, and then you're like, wow, I actually paid money to see this. <laughs> I'm probably going to wait until it comes out on like DVD in the, in the bargain bin or something like that. I really don't want to... Sp- at the moment, cinema prices here in the United Kingdom are fucking expensive, and I really don't want to be spending like over 10 quid to go see a shitty film, which I know is going to be shitty when I go into it. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, moving on to something else. Um, God, what 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 else happened this week? Because it's it's kind of been a slow week, and we haven't really we're just getting back yeah. in the swing of things. But you know, should um, should we talk about Ghost in the Shell thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, Scarlett Johansson has been um, cast as what's her name in from Ghost in the Shell. I have no idea. I cannot remember. <laughs> She's cast as the main lead actress in Ghost in the Shell, and of course, some people are happy, some people are pissed off. I really don't give two shits either way. <laughs> well, it's it's one of these things where apparently Steven Spielberg is wrapped to the pro- project as being the producer for the film. And Scarlett Johansson has been announced to be be the lead role in it, so it's obvious she's he's going to be playing the main woman in Ghost of the Shell, so it's going to be interesting, because um, this is always, I feel, about when you're adapting manga, it's essentially, it's a comic, so trying to make it as a comic book film, in that sense, in some aspects, you know? But uh, with Ghost in the Shell, it's weird, it's one of these franchises that is quite well-known, I think it's got more well-known over the years because um, when The Matrix came out, they always harped on about how um, Ghost in the Shell was one of their big influences to make the film, you know? Not to mention the original Ghost in the Shell film, like it came out during that time where um, where anime was um, a cult thing, where, yeah. it wasn't, where it wasn't like... It was underground. Yeah, it was yeah. underground. Yeah, it wasn't mainstream. It didn't become mainstream until like, what was it like Dragon Ball Z, uh, Pokemon, uh, and stuff like that. I think I think late nineties to early two thousands it became mainstream. Yeah, that I mean, I, I think those two properties I just said. I think that was one of the playing factors that sort of you know made the 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 um, boom the manga industry into what it is and the anime stuff. Um... And it's just one of these things, it's just um, a lot of people getting outraged about it because a lot of people said it should have been an Asia or Oriental person oh playing the role. It's, we go into that territory again and again. And again. You know she's a robot, right? You know she's a robot, right? Yep. Yep. So she doesn't yeah. even have a actual ethnicity because she's an artificial machine. Yeah, like like half the main cast in that film are robots. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Just saying on that end. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's, it's, it's like... It's like saying, well, you can dub an anime, but you can only get dub it by having the, the already existing voice actors speak English. That's fucking retarded. It's some weird stuff like that. It's... I don't know, it's it's some very weird stuff going on with that at the moment. It's it's very... It's quite a few years ago when they announced um, the whole Cowboy Bebop live-action film with Keanu Reeves, and that never got off the ground. 
Oh, thank fuck. <laughs> so this might be a similar circumstance, you know? Yeah, because they tried, like, I've, I've heard a lot of rumors, like, I remember back in 2006 hearing rumors that Leonardo DiCaprio's production company got the rights to um, Samurai Scroll, and they were going to make a live-action movie of that, but thankfully that never happened, because that would have been weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people have been, been talking about this, and another topic I've seen people saying, they oh, why they're making Ghost in the Shell, why can't they make another um, property, a live-action film off another property, and I'm just like, well... Yeah, there's a lot of options, there's a lot of anime, but Ghost in the Show is quite a recognisable anime property, manga property, so it's understandable why they want to make that through and, and, and it's and one of the and it's one of the only ones that's actually like really popular in the West that mainstream yeah. audiences can recognize. Yeah. It's a it's a very the iconic image to Ghost in the Show when it whatever this is the it's basically the woman that's basically like um, na- well, was not completely naked, but you see her hair with a big, with the big black Lady Gaga looking type of sunglasses. And when people see that, they recognise that image. Yeah, and they do recognise the name Ghost in the Shell because it has been mentioned by a lot of film people over the years that's that taking influ- influences from you know. And yeah, I mean, the original Ghost in the Shell is one of the, my favorite <laughs> anime movies of all time because it's. It's surreal and it's so weird and it's it's some it's completely different from anything that could exist in Western culture. And I would say that the only thing that came close to being a live action Ghost in the Shell movie was ironically the Matrix. Yeah, there were mean there was Wachowski said that um Ghost in the Shell was an influence. Um that what's one of the one of the things that influenced them to make that film. Yeah. <clears throat> So, you know, I don't, I don't really see the point it, of them, like, getting angry at yeah. Scarlett Johansson, and it's just like, oh, we need an Asian one. Like, who? Like, there aren't and like, that that many Asian, famous Asian actresses in the West. So, you know. Yeah. Well, Lucy Liu. That's about it. That's all I can think of yeah. my head. <laughs> and she's so, old. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's just one of these things I just noticed, and I'm just like... And, it, and then, like, people bring up other properties and say, why can't you make a live-action Naruto film or a One Piece film and stuff oh, like that? And I'm no. just like, well, Naruto... <laughs> no. no, I'm just like, well, Naruto's just, just finally wrapped up and there's no way they're going to do a live adaptation of that anytime soon. Well, they are doing a musical, but that's that, that's another story. Um, and um, One Piece, for the love of God, I can see him no. doing it, but at the same no. time, this this is my, this my thing. I don't want another reason the reason why I want that manga to continue even longer. Because if they get a live-action film out of that in the Western, and it does well, that manga is not going to end indifferent. It's bad enough we're getting like a live-action Attack on Titan movie. I think that's kind of too much. Well, they've taken some liberties with that. They've set it in more further in the future. they actually got like rocket launchers and missiles and stuff like that. Whatever, fucking hate that franchise. Dumb. Yeah. Oh god. No, no, I don't. I don't really see the point. I don't really see the the whole point of people making a big deal this, out of it. This is the thing. Well always say with manga films, if you're going to make it, treat it as a film. You know, like actually treat it like a film. Do not treat it as like like the actual anime, you're gonna take you're gonna have to take liberties with it. That's the thing. It's the one thing I think when it comes to people making these things that either don't stay too faithful to the source series or they go way too much in the way too much in the source series. There's it's all right you can make changes to the source material. It's like look at Iron Man when the Iron Man film first came out. Uh, Iron Man is nothing like he was in the comics before that film came out, to be honest. Same thing with Guardians of, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. That's probably like the one that's rebooted the most out of the out of the entire yeah. Marvel movies. Yeah, and for the better, I think that yeah. that's one of the better because like the original Guardians origins in the comics are kind of shitty, to be quite honest. Yeah, they rebooted them, and um, the the woman. It's like some characters got rebooted really heavily. Like Iron Man was kind of rebooted um, to more personality wise than character wise mostly and Guardians got a complete overhaul and everyone else 
stay the same similarly enough. But um, but it's just one of these things. It's just like if you're going to make the film, don't half-ass it like Dragon Ball Z Evolution or actually try to put some actual effort into it and actually get a decent budget for it. You know, just just try not to half-ass it and actually make get someone comfortable on it. It can make a good film and just get a good try to get a good cast and a good script together with that's that goes that goes for any film but when you're adapting something just just don't think that because it just got name record value and it got it got, already got you already got a fan base behind it that it's going to serve itself if well no matter what you write for it otherwise you end up with a piece of shit if you don't if you don't actually put work into it the matrix sequels come to mind <laughs> Matrix. Well, I mean, it's just with any property, um, with any property, or any, mainly I'm talking about adaptations, is that you're going to have expectation, you're going to drag in the people who read the source material, and you're going to have people who are going to come in and not say, and the thing is that, even if the people come in and watch it, who haven't read the source, when it originally came from, if they're going to see a shit film, they're going to say they saw a shit, shit film, minor the fact that it's based off of another property. Oh, you don't have to be an expert on Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles to tell me the third movie was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's just like you just look at it and you're just like, yeah, these are these guys aren't being the turtles. They're all being just one <laughs> turtle, and that's Mikey. <laughs> Who are you expecting? The Adams family? <laughs> oh god, that was a horrible line. That was a horrible. <laughs> it was a horrible film in general. Um. <laughs> But yeah, that's um, that was Ghost in the Show. Um, is getting made. <laughs> that's pretty much it. And uh, but again, I, I'm I'm kind of wondering what her schedule is now because she's got like a lot of shit to do now because like she's doing this. Well, and... she's still tied up with Marvel at the moment. So yeah, she's still doing Marvel films over the next few years, and I know she got a few of her own films that she's meant to be in coming out as well. So. Scarlett Johansson is a busy woman within Hollywood. Her and Jennifer Lawrence are like the two biggest female actresses right now in Hollywood. Yeah. They do a lot of films at the moment. <laughs> but, yeah, again, but again, I think she's going to slow down anyway because um, didn't she... Well, I don't know if she's had the kid yet, but she's expecting a child. She's pregnant. I know that much. Yeah, she got pregnant during filming of Avengers too, so you know. <laughs> yeah, they they had to wrap up her stuff really quickly, so I think she's going to have to have a little bit of a break at the moment. But you know, she's going to be back at it. Yeah, I mean, aren't they going to be doing like a Black Widow movie? I think so. Um, I'm not 100 sure. Um, there's been rumors about a Black Widow film, but. But yeah, again, I I think she's still I I think she's still tied up to turn up in Captain America: Civil War, and um, then you've got the Avengers film she's meant to be turning up in as well. And also, her and the guy who play Hawkeye are scheduled to turn up in the Agent Shield show at some point as well. <laughs> oh, Jeremy Renner can show up whenever he wants. He's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. In fact, why don't you just make there him was, a regular? Was, was, to be quite honest. <laughs> It made it made me it made me laugh quite a bit when they actually um, they did a joke on this. Um, it's like there's an image of like Tony Stark, and then underneath it, it's like um, Arrow and the Flash from from the TV show versions. And they they they're like the he's like, can we join the Avengers? And, and then then underneath, so Tony Stark smiling, he said, sure, we we need an Archer and a Speed. So underneath it got Quicksilver. Uh, and um, Hawkeye saying what? <laughs> <laughs> Which made me laugh quite a bit. That's all that. Also, speaking of Marvel, um, Vin Diesel announced on his Facebook that he's in going to be in the uh, uh, in, in humans movie, <clears throat> Black Bolt. He's going to be Black yeah, Bolt. Calling it right now. <laughs> calling it right now, Black Bolt. <laughs> Because well, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, Vin Diesel is. I'm gonna be honest here, and I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this, but Vin Diesel's a very fucking terrible actor. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it right now. He's fucking horrible. 
So he's not. He's not. He's not. I mean, he's not the worst, but he's, you know, not good. <laughs> so it's better to just keep him a character who doesn't talk. <laughs> it's one of these weird things is that he's gone from character that barely says more than three words well four words if you count the last scene in Guardian of the Galaxy to to um, a character that doesn't speak hardly ever <laughs> so that's going to be because the way the humans work is like Blearshaw Blackbolt is like the main guy they focus on, but they focus more around the like sub characters. Because in comic book lore, if your character doesn't speak, it's very hard to develop the character. So you need characters around him to help him with that. So I'm curious to see who they're going to get as the remainder of the cast to be like Medusa and um, everyone else. You know, I'm just saying right now the 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 villain has to be Bradley Cooper. I think that's the only guy I can see yeah. playing that role. I just hope they don't start straight away them being... being I, I know they pretty much... Um, the best way to put it is that they pretty much have set up the whole Inhumans. The, hu- the humans has been discovered already. Minor big spoilers. If you've been watching Age of the Shield, if you haven't, sorry, it's spoilers here, is that Sky turns out to be an Inhuman. So and that's why she was written as a Mary Sue in season one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, she's a hybrid of two characters. The best way to put it. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm going to actually need to drag this up because it's actually kind of interesting. You, you, you might actually find this interesting. Um, because I fucking so, hate yeah, her character um, season one. Not a fan of her character. Season two. Her character. Yeah, like I, I, I fucking hated her character in season one because every she was the Mary Sue character. She was perfect every way. Fucking Coulson in the first episode goes up to her and says, "Oh, you're, we need you because you're the best, and no one's better than you." And just garbage, shit. Yeah, yeah. Even though we, you are a known criminal that tried to bring down Shield multiple times. <laughs> um. So yeah, Sky turns out to be um, in the comics. You may remember the character as um, Daisy Johnson. Also known as the Quake. Oh, that's an obscure character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she first appeared in Secret Wars. Well, Secret Wars, um, the second issue, back in 2004, I believe it was. And um, also, it was written by your favourite person. Who? Oh. Brian Michael Bendis. Oh, Brian Michael Bendis. <laughs> Your favorite person. Um, he, he was just, he's, yeah. a, he's that guy who's like, oh, you know, I did Ultimate Spider-Man and everything else I've done is shit. <laughs> Nothing yeah. will live up. Weird because, like, good. <laughs> they would try to track down her in, in season two. Um, again, we're going into big spoilers here. They try to track down her father and they blankly reference him as Mr. Hyde. Oh, my God. <laughs> a very... Very obscure villain that appeared in. That was in that, a Daredevil. That was a that was a Daredevil villain, if I'm not mistaken. Was I it? think so. he appeared in Dead. He's appeared in Daredevil. He appeared in Spider Man. He's appeared in Thunderbolts. Um, he's appeared in a lot of shit, to be honest. He's all over the place. But he's created. He's, can't he's wait till they get Shamrock. <laughs> can't wait till they get Shamrock into the mainstream continuity. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it does turn out that she's the daughter of uh, Mr. Hyde, who the, the who her father they've been chasing around since day one, and in in the second season it revealed that she uh, died in, and she's in, inhuman in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She's part inhuman. Well, there you go. <laughs> and, and she has superpowers <laughs> because you know. So you remember everyone was. You know, remember everyone was bitching about, um, like, completely actually bitch about her not having superpowers. Oh, no one in the show have like superpowers and stuff like that. They finally <laughs> gave one of the characters superpowers, and she's inhuman. So you know, so it's not bad. It's it's not bad. It's just a lot of people. 
Well, <sighs> Couldn't um, you have given it to someone else? Like, Skyro Super is, 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 she's, she's such a Mary Sue. I fucking hate her character so much. I don't... Well, she, rem- she reminds me of... They, they have mentioned this. Like, they're, they're basically... They're between her characters. Like, there's a mixture of, like... I don't know who said this, but this was said by someone. And I want to say Josh Whedon, but I, I, I know it's not Josh Whedon. But um, someone basically worked on the project, said there's in between her characters, like Buffy, Faith, and Willow. And, oh my um, God. well, apparently she gets a lot of similarity to those characters. Um, I think even the cat, even the actress, the player, Coleman Bender, I think her name was, she gets that a lot when people try to compare a character to those characters, especially now since the reveal that she is a very obscure character, is a very obscure Marvel character who control earthquakes and stuff like that. So that's going to be interesting down the line. Also, I think one of the main characters got turned turned into a rock. Or got turned yeah. into stone. Yeah, I remember that, that a couple of weeks ago where I was saying like it was getting better in season two. Yeah, it went back to being shit. <laughs> it was a, it was a good. I, I want to say the final was good. The final was was enjoyable. It's just it's very you came out. You keep making shitty decisions like this, and it's just going to ruin your show. I'm sorry. Like, it's not... But, yeah, apparently... I don't know. It's curious that they're setting up the Inhumans this early on, you know? Well, they kind of had to, because the movie's not coming out till like, what, 2018 or something like that? So we still got, like, another three years. Yeah. <laughs> Back, yeah. You kind of need yeah, something. Yeah, so have got three years until. Like, you kind of need something so, yeah. for them to, 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 you know, get interested in. Well, they've been referenced in humans for a long time in that season. At the very start of season two, and they finally revealed that she is an inhuman. And I had my speculation that she was going to turn out to be an, an inhuman or someone someone known with an, a no-ish... A, sort of a character that's already established within the comics, so it has turned out that Sky is Daisy Johnson and and is now in inhuman. <laughs> oh boy. Because it's happened in that season, Colson took this like alien serum from this alien creature they established in the first season and he Colson started to go mad and even the people that other people took serum as well started to go mad as well but the only reason why Sky wasn't infected because it turned out that she's inhuman so she's part A in herself oh. and the thing is they find out who the father is I'm curious to find out who the, who the mother is <laughs> it's probably going to be like oh. what's her face <laughs> what Medusa it's probably going to be what's her face Daisy Johnson or something like that maybe yeah. Maybe. Well, no, 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 no. She's Daisy. No, no, no. She's Daisy Johnson. Mm. <laughs> Mother Shamrock. Shamrock. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Well. Yeah. It, one of these weird things that they announce, and it's just like, yeah, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> it's bad enough. Skylar's now. The it's bad enough. Like Shield is now. Uh, canon with the comics as well. Like, most of the characters on the TV show are now canon in the comics. So, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They set up the shield. Yeah, there's, there's a funny image that's gone online at the moment as Colson's riding that red car and he got Groot in the back of him, Rocket Raccoon, driving the car while Colson's shooting a bunch of people. <laughs> it's kind of a funny image. <laughs> Where's that movie? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, that's what else has been going on in that news area. Um trying to think of something else that, that recently happened. Oh yeah, um what's her face? Um the voice actress who did the voice of Dexter uh Chucky oh. and 
Yeah, she she unfortunately she she um you know unfortunately passed away due to I think leukemia was it the cause of death I, I'm not sure. Last I heard was not hundred sure. Um, but yeah, she passed away at the age of fifty one, I believe it was. Yeah, fifty one, and um, it was she passed away on December twenty on the twenty second of December, but the, her family didn't like announce the news until like um the 31st and I kind of understand yeah. why because it's it's you know it's a tough grieving process and whatnot but it, it's kind of hard like going on to New Year's Eve and then hearing this news and it is just that 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 really bummed me out I think that's one of those um news stories that really bummed me out because I mean I grew up with Dexter's Laboratory I grew up with Rugrats and she was really great. I mean, Christine Christine Cavill. I can't pronounce her last name. I'm sorry, but she was um, she was a great lady. She was very talented, and I wish she she didn't retire. But um, she retired because um, she wanted to spend more time with her family, and I and I respect her for that. That was a big decision that uh, not a lot of actors can make, especially when you when you're at the height of the popular uh, when you're at the height of your popularity. Because here's the thing, like. Uh, people seem to forget this, but uh, Rugrats was really huge in the 90s. Like, it was super huge, and mm-hmm. she was, like, one of the biggest stars of that era. And um, she was also a babe, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's sad, it's really... Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. Oh, yeah, Bam- Bunny yeah. Rabbot. I'm going to forget that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she's she's very talented, and then, like I said, I respect her a lot for um, taking that decision of retiring early to um, spend time with her family. Because I think that not yeah. a lot of actors do not a lot of actors can do that. And um, I mean, she's someone who I think would have gotten a lot bigger if she had not retired. But I think she retired at that perfect time because, like, she knew she was getting older. She knew that. She was going to have kids she was going to take care of. And to be quite honest, like, voice acting really doesn't pay that pay um, the bills all that much when it comes to supporting a family. So, you know. Yeah. So, and yeah, plus she went schedule. on to... Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, she went on to, to do other adventures. Yeah, she yeah. went on to do other adventures, become a mother. That's why they put it. Yeah. Yeah. Very talented. Mm-hmm. Um... Very, very talented individual who is going to be missed. We love you, and uh, sad, really is. Mm-hmm. Really is. Sad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sorry for for like the 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 kind of weird tone, but I kind of remember this, and I really wanted to talk about this because it it. Yeah. Because she was, she was really kid. talented. Was yeah, she's very yeah. fucking talented. One of my favorite voice actresses of all time, and yeah. like even though well, they were replaced... I found out. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah. I found out the news when I think it was um, Tara Strong who voices Dill on Rugrats, I believe it was, and she put up an image. Um, it was a like, picture of Dill and Chucky, and basically it was just like saying saying. Um, it was like um, it was something like like remembrance um, for for her and stuff like that. Um, be missing you and sort of thing like that. And um, and I was like, wait, wait, what? And then I looked up and then I found out uh, um, she was dead. And I was like, oh, you know. Yeah, I know. I mean, Maurice Lamarche wrote a really touching um, touching post about her and saying like, it's very sad to to, to hear this news because he worked on with her on the critic. And he, yeah. he really gave her like a big prop, saying like she did a lot, she did very well with the character, with her character, and she's very talented. And 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 it's crazy because like he ends his his whole paragraph with I was just thinking about her not too long ago. That's that's fucking creepy. When when you when you think to yourself, oh, what happened to this person? Are they okay? Hope they're okay, and then you find out, you know. That they that they passed away, like you get that you get that thing of, you kind of think to yourself like, you know you kind of you know we all have we we all like meet people who we 
who we work with or are friends with and we kind of get separated from them and we kind of think, oh, you know what, I wonder what that person is doing. And then you log in on that day and find out that, oh, they, they passed away and without having made contact with them for so long. I mean, it's just, it's, it's really depressing, I think. And like anyone who grew up in the 90s knows, like, knows her name and knows knows her voice. I mean, Dexter is easily my favorite character of hers because um, I could relate to Dexter because he was a kind of a nerdish character and I was kind of a nerdish character and he was kind of an anti-social person and, you know, she was, you know, I was kind of an anti-social kid as, as well growing up and it's just... Same thing with Chucky. Chucky was always like the kind of anti-social kid and, you know, it's just... It's sad. It really is like seeing the people you grow up with, listening to, pass away, and I don't know. I mean, it's just it's sad. It really is like because because they have an impact on you. These people do have impacts on you. Like it, every, kids growing up today, you know, they're gonna remember the when they get older, they're gonna remember the voice actors in their cartoons and and so on and so on. Like that that's the thing. It's like you leave a legacy behind that. It's going to be remembered forever. Especially with Sonic's at AM. I mean, Sonic's at AM, I was like, I'm one of those kids who grew up watching Sonic, Sat AM, daily, weekly, every time it was on, and I, and I liked her on that show. She was really good, and she played Bunny, and I think Bunny was an interesting character because she was the opposite of Sally. I mean, Bunny was, of course, you know, the, the typical Southern car- girl, but... She was opposite of Sally. I mean, Sally was the girly girl character, and Bunny was the rough and tough female um, character who didn't mind getting her hands dirty. And uh, she did really well with that role, and I just... It's really sad what, coming on New Year's Eve and hearing this, and it's just it's depressing. It really is. Because I really adore voice acting. I think voice actors need to get more credit. And and you got to remember that voice acting isn't like going into a studio and recording your voice. It's it's acting. Like you're bringing that character to life. And you have to make the audience believe that, that you are that character. And it is sad. It is sad that we lost a very talented woman who might not have been in the media's eyes for a good decade, but, you know, she was still remembered, and she was still talked about during in the voice acting community, and, um... God, it's depressing. That's just... But that's kind of life. Like, life is... It's just one of those things where you... Um, where one day everything's perfect and one day, you know, bam, something hits you. Like, and leukemia, like, it's, it's, um, it's just, you know, it's just terrible. Like, it's, it's just one of those things where, I don't know, news like this always brings me down. News like this always, always makes me sad when I, when, when I hear someone from my childhood, like, come in and, Especially during New Year's Eve, uh, of all of all times, to to you know listen to this and you know hear this kind of news, but it is what it is. I mean, people pass away. It's a it's an unfortunate thing of life, but you know she's always going to be there in our hearts and in our minds, and you know the work she's done over the years is going to live on forever. Hmm. So, yeah, I miss you, Christine, and we wish you were still here with us. But into lighter news, <laughs> I know it's, it, like everyone's like bummed out of this, but again, it's, it's just one of the things that like when you when you were like, we're not recording this, like when we because we took a break. I mean, we were like um, on Christmas break and we didn't like record an episode for God knows how long because, you know, we were busy doing with stuff and the holidays and 
but you know, it's just, it, it, you know, and then once we, like, once we'd not record the show, we would usually, like, you know, stuff builds up, and all this kind of emotions build, build up in me, and I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm that kind of guy who likes to ramble on and on and on about stuff, and it's just, um, it, you know, stuff like this gets to you. Like, it really does. And I kind of felt I needed to talk about this because, you know, I'm, you know, we, we've had voice actors on the show and we've done, I've done like three interviews with three talented, uh, voice actors. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's sad. I mean, I remember back in like lap, you know, ironically enough last year when James Avery, the voice of the shredder passed away and I felt the same, the same thing. You know, it's just, it's really sad seeing these, um, very talented individuals pass away, you know, and, and it's, it's really sad. Like, I don't, it doesn't matter what, what you do and what, like, if, if you're not, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're like a big Hollywood star or not, you're, you're always going to get, have like the small, you're always going to have people that are going to remember your work. That's what I'm trying to say. And like I said, I'm I'm really passionate about voice acting. I'm a huge voice acting fan. I'm a huge animation fan. I know a lot of voice actors by name and yada yada yada. And it's always sad to hear the the, the news of someone's passing. But that's that's life. You know, life isn't easy. Life isn't always sweet and it's just you know, it's just um that's how it goes. You know, you're here one day, you're gone the next. <laughs> but she had a very talented, she was a very talented individual. She had a career spanning like two decades worth of really good, um, really good work in animation. And we're going to miss her. She's going to be missed, you know. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> such a, such a bummer, but, um, that's, that's how, that's how it goes. That that that's life. Like I said, it's not it's not always pretty. <clears throat> In other news <laughs> sorry, I'm like <laughs> searching for like other news that we can talk about because um it's not <laughs> it's kind of it's just too depressing to end the show on <laughs> um uh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like we start the show off really 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 nice and talking about funny news and it just goes and turns into <laughs> turns into this <laughs> turns into a depressing depressing thing <laughs> oh boy so yeah that was the show and as you can tell by the quality of my mic um this is recorded after but um yeah um tom left and um he didn't come back and i was talking about godzilla you know i was trying to change the subject because i thought it was kind of too depressing and yada yada yada, but he came back and um, he had to go and I didn't have time to wrap up. So anyway, um, that's been our show. Thanks for listening. Ha- Happy New Year, and we'll hopefully come back with more on uh, come back with a come back with a show on a regular basis. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all later. Bye bye. <laughs>